Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Yet to hit the ice. 
Uh, they will uh, shortly over at uh, Rogers Arena, where the Vancouver Canucks have stayed uh, quite competitive. Of course, the Sedins retiring last year, uh, Elias Peterson. And again, Jack Michaels has gone, and Elias Peterson has told them it's pronounced uh, pronounced Peterson, not Pedersen. We're going to get into our uh, audio, what is now audio vault for our friends at Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. So much to get to in this next 20 minutes. We're also going to hit on the passion in the Oilers fan base and how it manifests itself. But first, just some comments as we get ready for the game. Here's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the mindset of heading into Vancouver. You can't take any nights off. Um, and we, we know that uh, early in the season too, but I think as you start to get the last uh, later half and um, even the last third of the season, you really need to take, uh, take care of uh, each shift, uh, each period. I mean, we can't lose 10 minutes of a game anymore um you just can't you can't afford to do that teams are too good at this point they'll make you pay for it and it's hard to come back in games so i mean we gotta take pride in every game every every period and uh and start stringing some wins together here and uh i mean hopefully uh try and separate ourselves um that is the Edmonton Oilers, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's having himself a pretty good season. Spent a lot of time yesterday on a line with Milan Lucic and Kyler Yamamoto. The Oilers practicing before they uh, flew out. Uh, and speaking of Kyler Yamamoto, he had this to say on returning from uh, an upper body injury. Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel really good. So, um, you know, hopefully I'll get in the lineup tomorrow. But I'm um, feeling really good, and um, it's been a good good process. You know, it's tough. You know, obviously you want to be out there every game. Um, you know, fighting for the guys. But um, you know, just taking it slow, getting healthy again. Um, you know, I think that's uh, the main thing I've been focusing on. And um, you know, tomorrow hopefully I can get back in and um, you know fight for the guys again. All right, there's a possibility he would play. He'd need to be uh, activated, and the owners would have to make a move. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Milan Lucic uh, scoring two goals the other night. He's got three goals now in his last four games after only scoring, what, a couple times during the calendar year that was 2018. Here's Milan Lucic on how Ken Hitchcock has helped his game. You know, with having him come in, it's nice to to have a reminder of how you need to play sometimes. And um, but also, uh, I think he's played me a little bit more in the, and put me in a bigger role the last couple of games. And when you have confidence from the coach, it kind of goes into the players. So that has that has a lot to do with it as well. All right, this show is called Oilers Down. Thank you for listening. Bob Stoffer with you from Vancouver. So projected lineups kind of based on how the Oilers practiced yesterday. Connor McDavid with five goals and eight points in the last five games on a five-game point scoring streak has 18 points in 15 games in his career against the Canucks, um, potentially with Milan Lucic and Alex Chason. If Yamamoto gets activated, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Milan Lucic would be with Yamamoto. Uh, Colby Cave picked up on waivers. We talked a bit about that yesterday. Did a little bit more research in him today. Uh, not as skilled as a player as, say, Ryan Spooner, but a guy who's had to fight for every inch that he's got at every level. Uh, we could see Colby K potentially center Jujar Kara, who would play in the left wing, and yes, Pugliarvi, and that would leave Brodziak with Reeder and Zach Gaskin, who had a couple goals and went plus four against Buffalo. Now, this is not 100% sure thing. We'll have a better idea in the next hour of the show once the orders hit the ice. Of course, Clefbaum and uh, Sekra are out. Oscar Clefbaum's injury. I think most educated Oilers fans knew that it was going to hurt 
uh, with Clefbaum being out of the lineup, and don't forget at the same time, so too was Chris Russell out for about nine games as well. Um, Andre Sekra still, uh, and he looked a little better yesterday in practice, but to me, still uh, a ways away. I don't think uh, Alexander Petrovich is back yet either. I know he skated yesterday, um, but to me, uh, I'm not sure he would get activated in time for tonight's game. And technically, uh, when I say activated, he is active right now. He could be theoretically placed on IR, and Yamamoto would be in a scenario where he could be activated to get into the Oilers lineup. The other option that Edmonton theoretically theoretically uh, could end up deploying is by placing somebody on non-roster waivers as well. I mean, that could be a guy like Ravel, given the little bit of depth the Oilers have now built on defense, or even potentially Ty Ratty. So time will tell in that regard. We do expect Jones with Larson, Nurse with Russell, Manning with Benning as the defense pairings and Miko Koskinen to start and goal. He's been beaten twice this year against Vancouver. Edmonton with a 10-11-2 road record this year, 22-21-3 overall. It's been a maddening stretch, a frustrating stretch for Oilers fans for sure. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. And some of the losses have been good. Four nothing, or wins have been good in Anaheim, 4 nothing, but on the heels of a bad loss, as an example, 4 nothing against L.A. So totally get and fundamentally understand your frustration. And the overall numbers for Edmonton aren't that impressive. Uh, the Oilers are 20th in the league in goals for. They're 23rd in goals against. They're 27th in shots for. This has uh, been a dramatic drop-off for this team. 17th in shots against. At one point, they were as high as 7th in terms of shot suppression numbers. Uh, 12th in the power play, which is decent. Penalty killings, 25th. It's been a concern now for about two calendar years, and they're not good enough in the face-off circle. The Canucks, it's kind of similar to Edmonton. 18th in goals for, 22nd goals against, 22nd power play, 21st PK, 24th shots for. They've done a good job. They've limited teams. They're a low event team uh, shots-wise, 30.6 shots per game, which is 11th in the league. And they also struggle in the face-off circle. We don't have any confirmation yet on Peterson. Um, if he does not play, Horvat with Berchi and Besser. Uh, Brock Besser's got 48 goals in 105 career games. Great pick for Vancouver. Brandon Sutter is back. Uh, could be theoretically centering uh, Roussel and Jake Vertanen. More on Vertanen coming up in a second. Uh, Granlin with Schaller, who has not scored this year as a free agent in 32 games. The Oilers have a guy like that. His name is Tobias Reeder. Uh, and then Josh Levo on the right side. And then Beagle with Erickson and Tyler Mott on the fence. Canucks missed Alex Edler when he was out of the lineup. He's minus 38 over his last two years. He's in his 13th year. He's a UFA, important part of their top pairing with Chris Tanev. Ben Hutton, minus 66 in the last four seasons with Troy Stetcher. Um, Derek Pouliot, who went minus 22 last season with Erica Branson, who's minus 20 this year. Jacob Markstrom has got good numbers overall, and he's 7-4-1 against the Oilers with a 2.78 goals against average and a 9-16 save percentage. I think it would be fair to say that the Vancouver Canucks, and part of the reason why the heat is off this team in their market, is I think that Travis Green has got pretty much the most he could have out of this team to date. Now, they kind of were in the same place last year and fell off as the season wore on. But I think, you know, I'll tell you this. When it comes to the matchup against Edmonton, the owners outshot the Canucks 32-20 the first game. But I thought Vancouver did a good job of taking uh, the game outside. The Oilers didn't get inside until the kill zone for scoring opportunities, didn't get a lot of second-chance opportunities. That was a game, by the way, that Gravel and Jones 
were 20 shots uh, attempts for and one shot against, top, uh, shot against during the course of that game. Like they had an unbelievable game, Corsi wise. But the Oilers, it was a 3-2 game. They gave up an empty netter. The other game, the two teams played back at Edmonton. Koskinen had his worst start of the year. Gave up four on six. But again, I do expect Koskinen to go, despite the fact that Cam Talbot has uh, superior numbers against Vancouver in his career. All right. One of the things that uh, we've repeated, uh, repeatedly stated on, on orders now is, I mean, the, the orders organization, and we always say this, full disclosure, I work for the orders entertainment group. They know, we know, everyone knows how great the Oilers fan base is. It's been tremendous, it's been passionate, and it's frustrated. And rightfully so, because this is a business where there's winning and there's misery. And unfortunately, there's been far too much misery. And that lends itself to more frustration. 11 of the last 12 years outside of the playoffs, you know, the team appeared to be headed in the right direction a couple of years ago. Every day I deal with, uh, you know, host a show like this, and it's, it's, it's you know what? It's a, it's a passion, so it's, it's great to host it. Uh, and I, it's remarkable how many people feel comfortable to share their feelings and thoughts with a guy, regardless of maybe who you might be with at that time. But that's all cool, right? And I get it. Criticism is part of the deal. I just wish I could impact some more of the decision-making that I'm actually capable of doing. The fact of the matter is that uh, at the end of the day, when you have a team that's got an average record, and the orders are average right now, 22-21-3, has gone through a maddening stretch, poor game, good game, poor game, good game, poor game, good game, you know, two losses on the road to, Van- uh, to uh, Los Angeles this year, the worst team in the West, they've, w- they've lost two games to the Vancouver Canucks, everything gets magnified in that situation. And there's a lot of pundits out there. There's a lot of guy, I mean, there's the blogosphere and there's there's some guys that have that I personally think have a pulse for it. There's a guy named Kurt Levins who uh, writes on the Cult of Hockey site. I mean, of the, of the bloggers that have come recently maybe over the last 2 years to me, he's got a feel for it. Uh, and then there's other guys you kind of like, wow. There's national broadcasters that tear and rip the orders apart. And some of you want that right now because you're so frustrated and you're so angry. And then there's other guys, you know, Brian Burke comes on and says that, you know, he's a believer in Peter Shirelli's. And we immediately get, you know, I love Burke, but, you know, why is he saying this about Shirelli? Because I'm, I'm not stupid. It's not lost on me what a lot of the fan base pay, uh, thinks of the work of Peter Shirelli right now. But in these situations, everything gets magnified. So I'll give you an illustration. Yesterday, TSN's Craig Button put out the top 50 affiliated list, okay? As many of you know who have listened to Oilers now over the years, we had Craig on the show for four years. He was a fantastic guest, opinionated, uh, didn't agree with everything that the Oilers did. And if you listen closely, you can figure out, you know, in spite of the fact that a guy might work for the club, you can tell when there's some frustration and exasperation with some of the decisions that have been made. But Craig, you know, uh, has been in the chair before, worked his way up, did a good job with Dallas, to be honest with you. I kind of thought he would have resurfaced by now, but he's got a pretty good gig with TSN. He does a great job. His top affiliated list came out yesterday, and it was noticed by a lot that Evan Bouchard, who's the Oilers' top prospect, was not on that list, 10th overall defenseman. 
Let's establish this right now. Again, Craig was an excellent guest. Uh, he knows his stuff. He sees all the players. I read him all the stuff that he puts out because I really like and believe what his his work. You know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna sit there and read and evaluate. And part of the information I get comes from his stuff that he provides. He's entitled to his opinion on Evan Bouchard. Absolutely. Do I personally believe that Evan Bouchard's not one of the top 50 guys currently not playing in the NHL? I respectfully disagree with Craig. But I really like him, and I think he does a great job, and I think he's got reasons for why he doesn't have Bouchard where he does. What I will say is this. Based on what I watched from TSN last night, and I watched TSN, and I watched Sportsnet, I watch a lot of it. Because you know what? It's a passion for me, too. I love it. Every single second of it, even when it's bad, even when it's tough. One of the things that became apparent when Craig did his hit with TSN yesterday describing the top 50 list was the importance of the World Junior Championship. Canada underperformed in that tournament. And again, we've discussed the fact that I personally work for you know the Oilers Entertainment Group. There are partnerships that evolve. And uh, you know there's, there's national partnerships that are out there as well. Case in point, Rogers has a partnership to broadcast uh, the Oilers games regionally and nationally. Okay, there's partnerships there. TSN has partnerships too. TSN has partnerships with Hockey Canada and the CFL. In fact, I think I, I'll go on the record as saying TSN has helped save the CFL. I mean that. They've done a tremendous job with it. And they do the World Junior Championship. It's pretty interesting watching the work over the course of the World Junior Championship because I've never been a personal believer in Tim Hunters. I know that uh, you know Jason Greger on the other station mentioned you know he wasn't the biggest fan of Tim Hunter. The people I talked to in uh, the people I talked to in uh, in uh, major junior circles in Western Canada thought that Tim Hunter was completely out coached over the last couple of years in the playoffs and did not maximize the talent base of, uh, of what he had with the Moose Jaw Warriors. And when it came to Team Canada, I was shocked that Tim Hunter, you know, was putting more heat on his team with kids like Alexis Lafreniere, who's a 16-year-old. That was shocking to me. Some of the guys from TSN went after Tim Hunter and the job performance that Canada did. Uh, I don't think Tim put that team in position where every player could excel. And you know what? You watch Evan Bouchard, he did not knock it out of that park in that tournament. So if you're lending credence to the performance of uh, at the World Juniors, absolutely you wouldn't think that Evan Bouchard is an elite-level prospect because he didn't scorch it for Canada in that tournament. Now, of course, if he happened to have scored on that breakaway in overtime where the penalty shot was awarded, maybe we're having a different conversation about Evan Bouchard. Um, ironically, Tim Hunter, in his infinite wisdom, decided to use a guy to take a shot to captain Maxime Comtois, who subsequently went on IR in the Quebec League after, which seems to me to be a strange uh, decision. But partnerships are partnerships. Those things happen. Um, as for Evan Bouchard, in 17 games with the London Knights this year, he has 22 points and he's plus 23. Noah Dobson is on Craig Button's list. And before Noah Dobson got traded to Rowan Naranda this year, he'd gone minus 30 with nine goals and 16 points. Now, the team he was on, Acadie Bathurst, real good team last year, terrible team this year. 
But you would think a guy that's a really dominant major junior defenseman wouldn't go minus 30. So that was an interesting decision. Recently, I will tell you that, uh, in fact, nine days ago, I mentioned that I would be trading the number one. Uh, I, I would be open to trading the number one for a top six forward with term. I want to state on the record right now, if it's me, I wouldn't move Paul Yarby or Yamamoto, and certainly not Bouchard. I'd be patient. As for these sort of conversations that exist out there and Twitter and social media and people's opinions and all that, it's pretty simple for the Edmonton Oilers. The criticism ends when one thing happens. The Oilers have to win. That ends it. It starts and ends there. Until then, the heat comes with the territory. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now. Again, Craig's entitled to his opinion. I'd have Bouchard in the top 50. I'd have Bouchard ahead of Dobson. That's me. That's one guy. But he's certainly entitled to his opinion. And I wouldn't get too upset about it. That uh, you know, But it is interesting stuff, and that's kind of what we do in Sports Talk Radio. Craig Simpson coming up from NHL Hockey on Rogers after a... Global news weather traffic update uh, with Cassandra Jodwan. This is the definitive Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.